Good morning. Hi. Hello. Happy. I don't know what day it is. Is it Thursday? I truly. Let me look. It's Thursday, you guys. Hello. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the live stream. I'm happy that you're here. Moira's not here because she has been wily all morning. We love that for me. So she's uh, in the other room because she's trying to beat Bubbles up. And I had to separate the girls. So Bubbles is in here. Being a sweet little angel. And Moira's out there. Admittedly eating a treat she doesn't deserve. All right. Good morning. If you're new here, my name's Leija. I'm a real-life lawyer on a mission to demystify the law and how it affects your everyday life. I'm not a journalist. I am not unbiased. I'm just your friend who's a lawyer who likes to read the news and chat about it. I read the news so that you don't have to, but you probably still should. If you're watching on YouTube, Super Chats and Super Stickers are enabled. Anything you give goes towards helping this channel be what it is. Thank you for being here. All right. Let's jump right into it. I have this new little minimal thing here so we get a little bit more screen. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. If you can believe it, if you can believe it, we are actually jumping into Climate Corner first today, my friends. Hurricane Ian ravaged Florida yesterday, dumping up to a foot of rain, causing severe flooding, and knocking out power for millions of people. It is now technically a tropical storm, but it's still expected to cause damage in Florida, Georgia, and the Carolinas for the next few days. Ian is following a notable pattern where strong storms are not only becoming more common due to climate change, but they're also transforming rapidly, more rapidly, into larger and stronger storms because warmer water fuels the energy of the storm. Ron DeSantis, our good friend Ronald, said Ian could go down as one of the worst hurricanes in the state's history. If you can believe it, DeSantis isn't actually an all-out climate change denier. Um, he's put money towards funding Florida's resiliency to help for coming increased storms and stronger storms, but he also refuses to invest in renewable energy, so let's not you know, give them a pat on the back or anything. You hate to see it. All right, that was Climate Corner. Listen, we're moving right along to Trump o'clock. Sorry, had to do it. Had to do it. Let me see here. I need to share my screen with you. Forgot to do that. Bada bing. There she blows. There he is. There he is. Legal experts are saying that Trump's push for a special master is increasingly looking like it might have been a major flop. To catch you up on what's going on, Trump's Mar-a-Lago home was searched by the FBI. They recovered some 10,000 documents, a total of 200,000 pages, at least 100 of which 100 of which documents were classified. He sued, seeking a special master to review the documents, basically to slow down the criminal investigation process. Trump-appointed district judge that they get assigned to is like, yeah, yeah, Trump, you're right. And she appoints a guy named Judge Deary. He's someone that both sides agreed to. He's a retired, almost semi-retired judge. The question for this 
special master being, are any of these documents privileged, either with attorney-client privilege or executive privilege? Which makes no sense because the DOJ is part of the executive branch. We've talked about this. And the district judge also said, FBI, you have to stop reviewing the classified documents that were found while the special master does his thing. Which then, of course, continued to slow down the investigation into Trump. But then even Trump's very own special master that he chose was like, I don't really think we need to review what's in these classified documents. Like, they're a need-to-know basis. We don't need to review them. Neither do you, Trump. Like, you don't need access to these documents. And then the, the FBI, the DOJ, had appealed up to the 11th Circuit to challenge the lower circuit's judge's decision to allow for this special master and bar the FBI from reviewing these classified documents. They appealed that up to the 11th Circuit. And the 11th Circuit was like, nah, the FBI can keep reviewing the classified documents while the special master does his work. Trump has failed to make any showing as to why they shouldn't have access. So now we're going through the process with the special master. And Trump has to pay for it. All of it. All of it. The lower court judge was like, no, we're not going to have taxpayer money pay for you asking for this special master. And the special master, Judge Deary, is a senior judge. Like He's far along in his career. The older they get, the more expensive they become. Okay, His assistant alone bills $500 an hour. And they had to hire an e-discovery vendor, e-discovery being electronic discovery. It's a way to exchange documents electronically as opposed to having to exchange boxes of documents. It's what is the industry standard at this point. Well, there are special vendors that do that because it's a special process. They had to hire that special vendor who will then need to scan all 200,000 pages so that they can then be reviewed. Then there's, of course, Trump's own attorneys We'll have to go through those 200,000 documents to find the objectionable ones. And Judge Deary has ordered that by this Friday, so tomorrow, Trump needs to submit a declaration verifying that the list of inventory that the FBI created showing what was seized from Mar-a-Lago, he needs to go through that list and say, yes, this was taken or no, this was not taken which means he'll need to swear under oath that, yes, these classified documents were indeed at my home and taken from my home, which would then potentially be used in the future against him. And goes against what he said publicly on places like Fox News, that the FBI planted fake evidence in his house. You can go on Fox News and say what you want, but when you're in court, there's a fun little thing called perjury, my friends. And Judge Deary, the special master, is asking Trump's team to go through and actually identify documents that they claim to either be attorney-client privileged or executive privileged and tell him why. And his lawyers are like, but we, but that's not what Judge Cannon, the lower court Trump judge who appointed the special master, that's not what mommy said to do. And he's like, I don't know, man. You say there are their executive privilege. You got to prove it. Trump brought this proceeding. He started it. He needs to back it up with something. So that's where we're at with the Mar-a-Lago documents. Things are starting to kind of close in on old Trump. His strategy of dragging his feet not really working very well, it turns out, because he's trying to get like a, a judge with a very long tenure to kowtow to him. 
and luckily <laughs> there are still people in this world who won't do that even ones that he himself picked which is why i think the doj was like yeah we'll do judge deary like yeah so feel of a giant backfire you love to see it i think i might okay yeah the special master would cost a lot of money and Trump is solely responsible for the bill. Also, look, I, I blew up the the words a little bit bigger the, now so that you can actually read them. All right, let me look at let me look at your your comments. Yeah, how much are Americans paying for this? I mean, we're definitely paying for the expense of all of the lawyers who are working on this case for the DOJ. But Trump's paying for the special master at least, at least. Let's see. Put up or shut up. Hello to you in Colorado. I know. Wish you could be fine with per the perjury only applies in court. Defamation is where you could go and say, unfortunately, Trump, when he says that the FBI planted things, isn't really defaming a person. I don't know if the FBI can sue for defamation. Probably not, because it's a governmental entity. And we're pretty scared about the government being able to censor speech. You do love to see it. You love to see karma. That's right. You mean I can't just declare it and get what I want? You mean <clears throat> even being an ex-president, it isn't any fun? Trumpy Wumpy is having another bad day. Throw him in the trash. Excellent. I'm glad this is working. Intro is a bop. Thank you. Let's see. Just looking, just looking at the, all these comments. Great. Welcome. We think he is not actually going to go to jail. I think that's... I'm hopeful, but also understand skepticism. Understand any skepticism. All right, we're moving on from Trump o'clock. We're going into the abortion portion. We're going into the abortion portion. Yes, yes. Never not something. You know what I mean? Last Friday, an Arizona judge reinstated an abortion ban from 1864, which he said should make take precedence over a 15-week ban that the Arizona legislature passed earlier this year. Make it make sense. The law is literally from the Wild West. 1864 is before Arizona became a state. This is like literally Oregon Trail times. <laughs> And it criminalizes anyone who helps a woman obtain an abortion, unless it's to save her life. But it mandates a two to five year prison sentence. Here's the old statute that was later codified in the early 1900s. And state leaders aren't even in agreement as to which law should hold the Wild West one or the 15 week ban that the legislature just passed. As of right now, it seems like both. Porque no los dos. 
basically meaning that if the person getting the abortion is further than 15 weeks along, they could be liable under the new 15-week abortion ban. But providers performing any abortion could be held liable under this Wild West law. And this law, you'll see, it, there is a provision in it allowing for abortion to save the life of the mother, but it's still going to make physicians think twice about even providing care during basic miscarriages. Basic is probably the wrong word for that. Miscarriages. Because even if they can prove that they were saving the life of the mother during the miscarriage or during an abortion, they could still be put out of business by having to defend themselves against tons of lawsuits because they'd have to go to court and prove to the judge that what they did was in order to protect the life of the mother. And that costs a lot of money to hire the lawyers to do that. So just the threat of the litigation alone is enough to make providers stop providing this kind of care. So abortion in Arizona up in the air right now. I mean, a lot of places are already just not even providing it. And a lot of places are helping people get abortions in other surrounding states because it's so wishy-washy and hard to know whether or not you're going to get, you're going to get a, a lawsuit. This was pre-germ theory. I th Okay, I'm actually, okay. One of my next videos coming out is all about grave robbing law <laughs> for spooky season, obviously. And I was looking up developments of, in medicine in the 1800s. And 1867 is around the same time, or 1864 is around the same time that the antiseptic theory was developed. So, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, we're talking like the beginnings of the development of what we know as modern medicine. Yeah, you hate you hate certain weeks. It's very common for people not to know. It's just it's yeah. It's just not something that legislatures should be legislating because it's between you and your doctor. And yeah, when you don't got good sex ed, what what's the point? How can this judge practice? The thing is, the judge is saying that like this older law takes precedence over the new law because this older law has been on the books for longer and the new law didn't explicitly outlaw this, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Then I can't explain. Can't explain. Okay. Um. Let's see. Oh, I meant to create a new. We got a new portion. A new portion, because I I just can't get enough. So we are an abortion portion. We're leaving. We're going to eat eat the rich. Eat the rich. Okay. Mackenzie Scott, billionaire philanthropist. And look, I appreciate that the Times did not headline with this, but I did have to look it up. And this is the ex-wife of Jeff Bezos, Mackenzie Scott, billionaire philanthropist. She's getting divorced again. She divorced Jeff Bezos like four years ago, got remarried, parting ways with her second husband. 
I have really nothing to say about this other than like, oh, are poor people sad too sometimes? What? And like, good for her for giving away her money, but she's worth like tens of billions of dollars. So I'm not going to give her a cookie. Maybe I'll give her one cookie. Thank you for the super chat. Thank you for waking up early to watch me. Hi, good morning in LA. Thank you for the super chat. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully no dysentery. Hopefully we don't got to knock the wagon over to cross the river. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Dead Pope video. It came out yesterday, baby. You can go watch it right now. Well, not right now. Wait, wait until after this is done. My gosh. Hope that was a strong. That's the thing. I hope that was a strong prenup. However, they were only married for two years. So the likelihood of him being able to take much of her money is pretty slim. Um, because it would have been money that she had prior to the marriage. Though, you know, it's, it's Seattle, it's Washington. They might have different laws. Which, by the way, if you didn't know. I'm a divorce attorney, so if you're in Minnesota looking to get a, a divorce, give me a call. All right. Oh, Marjorie Green's husband is also divorcing her? Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, everyone go watch the Vox Law YouTube videos. I made them for my firm. Thank you to everyone who's gone and watched them, by the way. I was expecting, like, maybe 100 views on each would have been great just to, you know, bump them up a little bit. They all have, like, hundreds of views now. <laughs> so thank you so much. And I actually just got my first client from those videos yesterday. So amazing work, you guys. Or first potential client, we'll say. Okay, moving on. We're moving to Consumption Corner. And you guys, today's Consumption Corner is pretty hefty. Pretty hefty. Um, let me see. First of all, did y'all see the video of Lizzo playing that old ass flute? You see her playing that old ass flute? She got to play James Madison's crystal flute from the year 1813. James Madison's crystal flute shall we watch i think you should have sound with this oh there we go it's crystal it's like playing out of a, a wine glass bitch <laughs> Pretty good, right? I think James Madison would be fucking rolling in his grave to know that a flat black, fat black woman is on stage in that outfit 
twerking with his crystal flute. And you simply, you simply love to see it, my friends. I don't know how she plays with those nails, right? Unreal. Iconic. Yes. Yes. Oh, the scandal with the Try Guys, you say? Uh, interesting that you should say that because I am also about to talk about that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Try, guys. You've already heard, probably. I'm a big Try Guys fan. If you're if you're not and you don't know what's going on, the Try Guys uh, were born of BuzzFeed. 2014-ish. At BuzzFeed's peak. Started their own YouTube channel. It's four guys. They try things. <laughs> the Try Guys. Um, there's four of them. Ned was one of them. They have grown a ton in the last few years. They have like seven plus million subscribers. They have a huge like business, like media empire from this. Ned Fulmer is one of the four, like one of the pillars who founded this. Try guys are not the try guys without all four of them. And he video surfaced of him making out at a club with one of their employees, Alex of the food babies. So not just like a random employee, like a very front-facing public employee who is also appears in their videos regularly. And yes, it was a pillar of his brand that he loves his wife and that he's a family man. He's a family man. And that happened. There was always, I mean, I don't know what skeevious. I definitely got vibes sometimes that I was like, you know, he's funny. I like him. But then sometimes he'd be like, he'd go farther than I expected him to go in a way that I was like, like there's some impulse control issues that I'm gathering from. Like, whoa, Ned, take a beat is often how I felt sometimes. Or it was just like out of character when he would say things and I'd be like what or he would do things like the last eat the menu that i saw him on i think it was like eat the stadium the yankees stadium he just immediately took his shirt off at no prompting and it was like just little things like that that i'm like there's some impulse control happening here i don't know if it's an addictive personality i don't know if addiction's an issue here we don't know we don't know yeah the wifey guys are sus there's a lot of Parallels being drawn with Adam Levine right now. Uh, we're seeing a lot of men cheating on wives. Um, people have bad vibes about him. Yeah, I mean, from a legal standpoint, he claimed he made a statement. I didn't see it on here, but he made a statement that uh, it was between consensual adults. Um, but I mean, there's still any HR professional would say this is a real quagmire you've gotten us in please don't please refrain from like there's a reason why people are told to refrain from inter-office dating especially a higher up dating alert like the the power dynamics are questionable enough you know so who knows if anything legal will come out of this but it might be the implosion of the try guys because it's like 
who are they without a f the all four of them? If there's three of them and Eugene's been off doing his own thing too, so what is it just Keith doing eat the menus over and over and over again? Um, so I don't know what they're gonna do. I do kind of wonder if they had some sort of contingency plan in place. Um, if one of them wanted to leave, because I know Eugene's been like doing his own thing lately. So maybe they had already thought about like what happens if one of us leaves or if we're no longer try guys, what can we do? So I don't know if there's going to be like a channel rebrand or if it's going to be like, we're going to leave this channel as an archive of all of our stuff. And we're each going to go our separate ways and do our own things. I feel like Keith could build a huge following on his eat the menus alone on a separate channel and be fine. Cause each one of those gets like at least 2 million views. Um, I know, right? That's a good joke. It truly is the Try Guys now. So they already rebranded? I didn't see that. Shoot. We gotta we gotta get up to the Try Guys rebrand. I don't know. I'm not seeing it. But Oh, wait, what's this? Sorry, I'm just Googling things now and you get to sit and watch me Google stuff. You tell me. I can't see anything. The trice, no. Are you kidding? Oh, 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 just the logo is the triceratops? Okay. <sighs> Right, yeah. I don't think they could legally fire Alex. No. I think I think that's why they did away with Ned immediately because they were like the, there's this is the only way to handle this. So, I don't I don't know if they're going to just settle things, but I don't know. It's a mess. It's a mess, y'all. All of the channel and social branding rebranded to the Triceratops. Yeah. Lord knows what a mess. Okay, we got more consumption corner though. I know this is fun to talk about. I got other shit I want to <laughs> I got other shit I want to talk about. Okay. In um the in literal consumption, um, the FDA has announced a new definition of what counts as healthy. It's going to it wants to start changing how br food brands can label what is and what is not healthy. So it has to follow certain federal guidelines that, and if it doesn't, then it can't say anywhere on the packaging that it's healthy, meaning like no more than one gram of saturated fat, 230 milligrams of sodium, 2.5 grams of added sugars. It's aimed at helping consumers more easily navigate nutritional labels and make better choices. But my problem is this. Why don't we just fucking regulate the food industry? Not just the labeling. So that it puts the onus entirely on consumers to know what is and is not healthy. What if we regulated the food industry the way that that's regulated in Europe, where there's like banned chemicals and stuff? I keep seeing so many things from people. I saw a TikTok the other day of a lady who was like, I've been lactose intolerant in the US. I went to Greece and ate my fucking body's weight in cheese. Felt like a million bucks. Came back, ate one piece of goat cheese, and I've been shitting my brains out all day long. Like, what is in the food here? 
why are we so bad at regulating it? Why are we putting all the onus on consumers to know the number of milligrams, the number, you know, like, yes, of course, look at the labels, be smart about it. But like food literacy and education is exceptionally limited. Food deserts are a real thing, though. I heard that they're not supposed to call them deserts anymore. I can't remember what you're supposed to call them now. Like there's a lot of reasons why people don't have access to good nutrition that don't revolve around whether or not the package is labeled correctly. You know what I mean? And I know why we're not regulating the food industry. It's because they have money and they have insane amounts of money that they put towards lobbying. So it's never going to happen. But somewhere down here, yeah, six in 10 American adults, 60% of American adults have chronic lifestyle-related diseases, often stemming from obesity and poor diet. This is not because we're lazier than the rest of the world. This is not because, like, in part, it's because our culture prizes convenience over all else and because it prizes a nine-to-five desk job above all else. And so just our level of activity and ability to be active has gone down. But that's the same in a lot of the rest of the world. It's not because we're stupid and lazy and we just don't get labels here. Something is in our fucking food. Not to be a fear monger. I'm just saying I'm currently going toward f- through a like whole god damn it this thing always pops up. I'm going through a whole f- health thing right now myself and so this is like it's it's hitting a fucking nerve because I am something I'm a highly educated individual for US standards. I am a person with a law degree. I can't stop gaining weight. I have been exhausted for a year straight. And it took, and I went to my doctor and all my blood results were fine. I was diagnosed as obese based on my BMI. And they offered no help beyond, I don't know, see a nutritionist. And it took me paying a lot of money out of pocket to go to a metabolic specialist to help me figure out what the fuck is wrong with me and order the tests that I needed to figure out that I have an insane hormone imbalance probably PCOS, and an overgrowth of all sorts of bad bacteria in my gut from Lord knows where, that now I'm doing a whole reverse elimination diet to try to fucking fix. And this is all something that I have to do out of pocket of my own volition to heal myself from whatever the fuck it is that's going on in this country. And I know it's not 100% food related. Some of it is just in my body. Some of it is stress related because the pandemic and everything else, and my job, etc. But something's wrong. <laughs> something's wrong. It's really hard to be healthy in this country. And I am going on day three of a pretty much vegetables-only diet, so I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> Today's Brussels sprouts day, which is actually better than broccoli was day one. That was fucking sucked. Anyway, my point being, we're not doing well here. Six in 10 people, 60% of people in the U.S. are suffering from a chronic lifestyle-related disease, meaning we didn't inherit it. Something's in the food or water or society that's fucking us up. It is hard to be healthy here. 
yeah, it's just. Yeah. Healthcare is for profit. There's money to be made on illness. I went to the uh, an acupuncturist. I got my first, I had my first acupuncturist session on Tuesday. It was lovely. And you know what he didn't do? Prescribe me any medications. He was able to just like look at my symptoms, look at my body and using like patterns that they have seen over centuries in Chinese medicine and look at my body and say like, okay, yeah, let's do some acupressure. Let's do some acupuncture. And I'm going to prescribe you like a daily walk and finding more joy in your life. That was one of his prescriptions to find joy in my life, to find the things that make me laugh, that bring me joy, and to focus on those. Like, yes, we have to do the things every day that need we have to do because society tells us to, but finding and 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 cultivating joy was a prescription from my acupuncturist. Which sounds woo-woo, but also no one's profiting off me trying to cultivate my joy. And so that would never be prescribed, even though it's seems pretty straightforward that that would make me feel better. <laughs> you know? So I'm all about woo-woo right now. Woo-woo. Methods that have been developed over centuries. Woo-woo. Uh, I'm all about it. I'm not saying, I'm not anti Like, go to your doctor to get a vaccine if you have a chronic or, like, a an acute injury if you need like a like a yearly checkup if you need prescription drugs that is no there is no shame in that i'm just saying like there are other methods to healing yourself that western medicine and pharmaceutical med medicine is so not like willfully blind to that like i'm i'm pretty over going to see a doctor for anything other than like acute medical problems at this point. <sighs> Thank you for listening to my rant. I'm just reading all of your, just reading all of your uh, messages. Yeah, hybrid approach. Totally valid. I'm still on my Wellbutrin, you know? We just out here trying to fucking live. <laughs> so. Thank you for being here. Oh, I had one more thing. One more thing in Consumption Corner. Hello. Hello. Hold on. Let me share this. Let me share this. Um... Y'all know who, who Joe Para is? First of all, Dahmer. Dahmer is Netflix's biggest premiere since the season four of Stranger Things. Who's watching this shit? <laughs> First of all, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. Thank you for the super chat. If you want to try my recipes for some tasty foods. Love it. Yeah, you can eat vegan, and it also can be delicious, turns out. I've tried it. It's pretty good. Um, so, Dahmer. Uh, there has been... I don't know if you know who Joe Para is. He's this grandpa-like comedian. And people are comparing him with uh, the, the voice that Jeffrey Dahmer uses, or that the actor uses, to portray Jeffrey Dahmer. Spoilers, I guess, but... 
I feel like it's it's up. Oh, it's right Hold on, just listen to him talk. What happened? Or something ain't right. Even the walk. What? What's going on? Do you know this kid? Yes, sir. This is my boyfriend. Boyfriend. He came out of his apartment. He was talking crazy. He's butt naked, and he doesn't know what's going on. What's your name, sir? Jeff Dahmer. Son, you know this guy? I mean, look, he's bleeding. He's drunk. He fell over. He's got blood dripping hey, down hey, his hey. head. It's enough. Let us do our job. Okay, okay. But the boy is bleeding. Y'all gonna do something? I told you, he fell over. Okay, he gets real drunk like this. Just Okay, so that's the voice of Jeff Dahmer. Here's Joe Para, a comedian who I really love. He does this thing called Joe T Para Talks to You because his voice is so monotone and calming. Touchdown. <laughs> Hello. My name is Joe Para. <laughs> and did the thunder wake you too? Or was it something else? Uh, Perhaps you're nervous about starting anyway. something new. I just think it's a fun thing. Not the Dahmer. Not the murder porn. Not necessarily Dahmer. Not even necessarily having to retell the Dahmer story. Again. Again. We all get it. And Netflix listed it under the LGBTQ section for, for a minute. Which was wild. But. They do look very similar. And the actor is is making him his voice sound very similar which is very funny that's all i had for that i'm not gonna watch Dahmer. i don't need it i don't need that in my life i watched midsummer for the first time last week regrets regrets i have regrets i have regrets i didn't need it i didn't need it didn't need it life's hard enough didn't need it. Midsomar, whatever. I'm not, I don't need it. Anyway, that's all I have for you. It's 9.09. We got to get to work, my friends. I got shit to do today. I am, I'm behind. I'm behind on my work. So, uh, yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to put this up. I'm going to put, uh, let's see. I'm going to put this up so you know where to find me. At Legion Miller on all those things. You can support this channel via Super Chat, Super Stickers, becoming a member on YouTube, joining my Patreon community, buying some merch, liking this live stream if that's all you're able to do is totally fine. I hope you have a lovely day. Um, it's Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. I should have a new edited video for you tomorrow morning. If not tomorrow... Saturday. I'll be back tomorrow morning either way. 8.30 a.m. is either going to be me live or an edited video tomorrow morning, okay? So, thank you for your support. Even just the like is amazing. Thank you so much. I will give kisses to Moira and Bubbles for you, and I will see you tomorrow morning. Have a good day. Bye-bye.